I want to share a scripture with you, and then I want, to, I want us to pray together. I, I, I just have a thought that I want to share with you. I'm not going to preach a sermon. I just have a thought that uh, is, quite honestly, it's stunning me at the moment, the more that I think about it. If you will, go to Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18. How many of you are waiting on God to do something? We know what it is to pray, and you know what it is for God to say yes, right? You know what it is for God to say no. And sometimes maybe no is a little bit easier than when God says wait. Has God ever put you in a holding pattern? Has God ever had you in a place where You don't sense him saying yes, and you don't sense him saying no, but he's saying wait. Waiting on God may be one of the most difficult things you'll do as a believer, but it's good. As a matter of fact, if you look at chapter 30, verse 18, help me, what is the last line of chapter 30, verse 18? Blessed are all those who what? Wait on the Lord. Can we receive that tonight? Blessed are all those, you're included in that, I'm included in that. Blessed are all those who wait on the Lord. Can you receive that? Can you say, as Jacob was saying, amen means so be it. Agreement. Can you say, amen, God is worth waiting on? I'm learning in my life that a little bit of what David meant, I believe, when he wrote in the Psalms, I wait on you, Lord, and I wait all the day long. I don't, uh, you know, I, I I don't picture David stomping his feet and saying, God, I'm waiting all day long. <laughs> That's not what he's saying. He's saying, God, you're worth waiting on. You're worth the wait. You're worth it. You're worth it. You're worth the wait. I sat down with a lady this week who was uh, uh, doing some things for us, for Sadie and I, and she was entering some data into the computer, and we were, we were um, doing some tax things, and we got all the way to the very end and her computer died. And she said, let me ask you a question. She, say, she said, are you born again, saved, filled with the Holy Spirit? I said, yeah. She said, I can tell. She said, are you used to hindrances like this? I said, oh, yeah. She said, I can tell. <laughs> and she said, let me ask you a question. She said, may I ask this? Do you believe that God will heal your eyes? You're worth waiting on, Lord. Amen. You're worth the wait. And I was able to tell her, you know, the, the miracle. Now, let me ask you a question. When God says, enough is enough, and he opens these old eyes, will that be a miracle? Yeah. yeah. Boy, it will. But let me tell you what, to me, is the greater miracle. The peace, 
the contentment, the joy. God is worth the wait. He's worth it. And see, now I'm just, I'm scratching the surface, but I'm learning what King David meant. God, I wait for you all the day long. In other words, it's my pleasure, Lord, to wait for you. See, when I first lost eyesight, boy, my heart was filled with faith. But let me tell you, it was also filled with fear. (laughs) And I was like a (laughs) yo-yo. I'd be, I'd be all up on faith one moment. God is going to touch me. God is going to heal me. And then I'd go way down and I'd go, oh God, when? When? And it would scare me in my heart. How long is God going to do this? When? 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 God. And, and, and I wouldn't pray in a way that... it. it... Help me, Lord. John Bunyan, who wrote Pilgrim's Progress, he said, there's enough sin in my greatest prayer to damn the world. You know, God's been talking to me about that this last couple of weeks. You you know what God's beginning to show me about my own prayer life? God's beginning to show me that when I pray and God does something astonishing and it's really like, wow, only God could have done that, I feel a little bit of pride. Prayer worked. Prayer was answered. And then, you know what happens when I pray and God doesn't seem to do anything at all? There's a little bit of fear. A little bit of anxiety. Why didn't prayer work? And God's dealing with me, saying, Chad, you're you're high right here with faith, but then you get low with anxiety. No, Chad, I'm God, whether you see me work or not. I'm God whether you see the prayer answered or not. Jesus said in Mark 11, 22, He didn't say, have faith in prayer. And Jesus did not say, have faith in faith. And Jesus didn't say, have faith in the outcome. Jesus said, have faith in God. Period. Because He's God whether He does what I want to or not. He's God whether your prayer is answered in the right timing or not. Or in your timing, I should say. In your way. No, He's God whether we wait on Him or not. And God's beginning to unmask some of that. Some pride when prayer goes right. And anxiety when prayer doesn't seem to move the needle. And so God's dealing with me in these matters. And so now uh, I, I fast forward all this time later. And whereas I used to pray, okay, God, okay, God, help me and, and heal me and, and, and walk with me and use me. But there was ever so slight, there was that anxiety. See, now I'm beginning. Again, I'm scratching the surface of this. But see, now my prayers... <laughs> Can I say it this way? My prayers have calmed down a lot. (laughs) I've calmed down a lot. And now I'm able to say, God, you're worth waiting on. You're my joy. Not eyesight. I saw for nearly 40 years. I saw a lot of things. God is my joy. God is my satisfaction. God is my peace. Not what I have or what I don't have. 
God, you're worth the wait. You're worth waiting on. It is my joy and it is my pleasure to wait for you. That great missionary to China, Hudson Taylor in the late 1800s. Hudson Taylor would so often say, he would say, if God leads me to a place that is comfortable and easy, well, I need his grace. And if God so chooses to lead me to a place that's difficult and hard, so his grace is sufficient. So Hudson Taylor concluded, the will of God is not necessarily something for me to know. The will of God is more of a matter for God to consider. Because whether I'm in a place of comfort or I'm in a place of difficulty, either way, I live by the grace of God. Amen? I wait on you, Lord. Blessed are all those who wait. But let's go to the top of the text. So let's look at the, at the verse. What's it say? Therefore, now watch this. God waits to be gracious to you. Now, I can accept me waiting on God. (laughs) I can receive that. But it's a whole other matter when God's waiting. When, When God waits. Let me ask you a question this new year. Let me ask you a question going into 2021. Can you accept God waiting in your life? Can you accept Him being patient in you? Can you accept some delayed blessings? Some delayed answers? Some delayed yeses? Can you receive that tonight? And see, the text doesn't leave us hanging. Why will God wait to be gracious to you? Look at the next phrase. And therefore, to exalt himself by showing you mercy. Do you know what God is helping me link? Is how is God most glorified in my life? When I recognize that God's not in as big of a hurry as what I am. And when I'm able to accept, I need to wait on the Lord. You know, you know what sandwiched right in the middle of God waiting and me waiting? You know what's right in the middle of that? God exalting himself. And just like Autumn saying, just like Jacob was talking, if glorifying God is the chief aim of your life, then you can wait on the Lord. If glorifying God means more than the yes to your prayer, if glorifying God means more than your agenda, If glorifying God means more than what you so desire in this life, if glorifying God ranks at the top, then my friend, like King David, you can wait all the day long. It will become your pleasure to wait upon the Lord. Because God's not wasting time, so you have to understand. If God's waiting to answer your prayer, if God is waiting to show you graciousness, if God is waiting to move in a certain way in your life, oh, you rest assured, God's not wasting time. 
He's exalting himself. So will you come to that place where you say, okay, God. If exalting you, if that means waiting, then God, not only do I wait, but I accept your waiting. I'm afraid that in many times in the Bible, you know, even when you read the Gospels, have you ever just sat down and read the Gospels through, you know? Even the way sometimes we read the Gospels, we read it as if Jesus was always in a hurry, don't we? And if you're not careful, you'll read. And, and it will say that Jesus was in so-and-so town and he did miracles here and then he went to so-and-so town and he did miracles there and then he traveled over here and he did miracles. And in our Western culture way of thinking, all of us who just jump in a car and drive through all kinds of zip codes, then we just think Jesus just zigzagged everywhere and everywhere he went just did miracles all the time and never stopped. Let's see if you really read the Bible. Jesus never got in a hurry, did he? And see, we have to understand when Jesus is in one town, and then we see him doing miracles in another town, it took a long time to get there. And Jesus did a whole lot of praying in between. And nowhere in the Gospels, nowhere will you find that Jesus was ever rushed, that he was ever hurried. Never will you find that. You know, Terry Whitson told me yesterday that meant so much to him. He said, Chad, I think God would rather us be behind him than ahead of him. <laughs> Can you receive that tonight? Amen. Can you get behind the Lord instead of you leading? Wow. Instead of you ahead of him? Can you walk with him instead of running ahead of him? What, what does the Bible say in Proverbs? It says, don't be like the horse who has to have a bit. And don't be like the mule. But God says, I'll guide you with my eye. Can you remember being young in church or something and your mom give you a look? Or your dad give you that look, right? And when you got that look, what'd you do? You straightened up, right? And you know what God's saying there? God's saying, don't be like the horse that just, you're, you're way ahead of God. But don't be like the mule that you're so stubborn that God can't get you to move God says I don't want you to be either extreme God says I want to guide you with my eye I want you to be so close to me I want you to be so sensitive to me that I can just guide you with my very eye isn't that interesting so today tonight I, as the year turns I have no doubt that you're probably like me you're waiting you're waiting on God to do something you're waiting on God to say yes you're waiting on God to Close the door and say no. Or you're, you're waiting because God says, wait, my child. Stand still. Be still and know that I am God. It's worth it. But while I've thought very often about me waiting on God, I'll be honest with you, I haven't thought much about God waiting. I've not thought about His patience. I've not thought about God purposely waiting to be gracious to me that he may exalt himself. Why? Because while I'm waiting, God's changing me. While I'm waiting, God's transforming me. Isn't it so true? It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars 
the sun and the earth, and Jupiter and Mars. But oh, how loving and patient he must be, for he's still working on me. And isn't he? Let him. Allow him. And go into the new year, rather than wringing your hands in frustration, rather than praying with anxieties, rather than praying with doubts or even confusion. You may not know everything God's doing right now, but have you asked yourself this? Maybe you don't need to know everything that God's doing right now. Just wait on Him. And you say, but Chad, I haven't seen God. I know you haven't because he's waiting to be gracious to you. But Chad, God hasn't answered my prayer. I know because he's waiting. I don't understand. You don't need to understand. You need to have faith. Just wait. Just wait. And let God be God. Because you can be assured of this. God's glorifying himself through his waiting And through your waiting. Blessed are all those who wait for the Lord. Eric, uh, thank you. You're already there. You're already ahead of me. Amen. I like it. Let's bow our heads tonight. Hallelujah. You're worth it, Lord. You're worth the wait. You're worth it. All the day long. Because you're our pleasure, Lord. You're our joy. What are you praying for? What are you believing for? What are you trusting for? What are you asking for? Why don't you just... Lift that up tonight in your heart. Why don't you just lift it up to the Lord and say, God, maybe for the first time or at least a long time, God, here's my need, but I'm not in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry. You're enough. You're enough. Here's what I ask. Here's what I desire. Here's what I pray for. God, take your time. Take your time. Mm. I'll tell you, so often the sin of impatience creeps into me. So often I'm impatient with my wife. So often I'm impatient with my children. So often I'm even impatient with me, if I'm being honest. But Lord, I never want to be impatient with you. And out of that, out of that desire to never be impatient with you, Let that be the way I treat my wife. That be the way I treat my children. Out of that. You're worth the wait, Lord. You're worth the wait. So often we're the child that stomps its feet. 
holds its breath. Temper tantrums. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. not desire to take into the new year? (laughs) What aspects of your attitude? What parts of you would you love to just leave in this what's soon to be old year and coming fast the new year? Lord Jesus, we want to be mature in our faith. We want our reasonableness to be known, Philippians 4. Our right way of thinking, our right responses, our right attitudes, our right maturity. We want our reasonableness to be made known to everyone. For the Lord is at hand. not be anxious for anything why because the Lord is at hand (laughs) hallelujah you're at hand Lord you're at hand so God we invite you to do a deeper work in our hearts we invite you Lord God to do a deeper work in our spirit deeper work in our homes, Lord God. A deeper work in our church. We invite you, Holy Spirit. Come. Shape, mold, form as we yield and as we surrender. As we wait. It's our joy to wait on you. It's our joy. right now to the Holy Spirit. Let's be sensitive right now. We're just going to have a prayer time right now as the Holy Spirit leads. Uh, let's, let's just together tonight, let's pray for all of those facing COVID right now. God, we pray for all of those who are sick right now, for their loved ones, for their families. Pray for all of those hospitalized, Lord Jesus, that you would intervene, God. For Landon, Lord, for Brandy Gillum's grandfather, and for the host of many others, many, many people. Help them, Lord Jesus. Intervene. Step in, Lord God. Rescue. Deliver. Give grace. Give peace. Give healing. What an opportunity, Lord, for you to just walk among the hospitals and just give your love and 
give your comfort and give your salvation and give your peace. What an opportunity. God, I want to pray right now for Christians who are isolated. They're, whether they're afraid to come gather, whether there's health issues where they can't come gather, whether, for you know, Lord, there's just a hundred reasons under the sun. There's a hundred reasons. But God, no matter what the reason, those who feel alone tonight, those who feel discouraged tonight, those who feel like, uh, you know, maybe... And maybe they don't even realize it, but they're lacking the fellowship. And it's being detrimental to their spiritual lives, God. Help them. Help them. Come alongside them, God. Help them. God, I want to pray for families right now that are separated during this holiday season. Those who are hurling toward divorce. God, intervene. Intervene, God. Step in with grace. Step in with mercy. Step in with forgiveness, Lord God. And help those families. And lastly, Lord, I want to pray for your beautiful church. I understand that we have guests tonight. and We thank you, God, for all of them. And whatever congregations that they represent. Lord, we thank you. We thank you so much for the church of Jesus. What a joy it is to be part of the capital C church. You're not coming back to this earth for denominations or for religious people. You're coming back for your blood-bought people. And that will be of every race and every tongue, every kindred. Thank you, God. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come and deliver us out of this present evil age. Come quickly, Lord. Come quickly. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name.